Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Juice. Man, this is what the second or third? This is the third episode this week, I think. Uh, we, we're really getting it in. Well, we quarantine. I'm not necessarily quarantine, but uh, we are mostly at home doing our thing. So uh, we got a good one here for you today. Joining me live out doing some essential traveling. Apparently, uh, Q Storm, sir, how are you? I don't know how essential it is. We're going to get the bills paid. <laughs> uh, now I'm, le- I'm leaving the range, but I was training some students. All right, huh? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it was outdoor range. Oh, I think he got cut off. Uh, hopefully he's okay. But we, he was doing some experimental connections there. But uh, he'll probably jump back in. Also joining us is Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? I am doing well. Um, it's day three of my actually stay at home. And uh, the wife got me, got my big ass out there working. She up there lapping me like, on your left, on your left. <laughs> but it's all good. I got my cardio in and I'm trying to get the immune system working. All right on, man. All right. Y'all here doing some exercise. Take advantage. Uh, you out there with the wife. That's great. Yeah. Also joining us, he hasn't been on the show in quite a long time, but I uh, will say he came, uh, made his return into the Discord chat the other night and shook things up. Uh, but we welcome him back. Mr. Q. Dot. Mr. Quentin, sir, how are you? Brigadier Commander Jones reporting for duty, sir. Oh, at ease. At ease. Oh, man, how you been, man? Been great. Been great. This uh, pandemic crisis has shook the nation. It shook the world. But we're going to get through this. This is just another just another thing we have to get through. That's right. That's right. And I think we are. Uh, Q-Storm, are you back? Q, yeah, are you- I think I know what the problem is. If it happens again, I'll correct if it happens. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. It's going to be one of those episodes. He's on his way home, so he'll be jumping on uh, in a a lot better connection. So we'll leave a line open for him. Uh, And then we also want to salute to uh, Mr. Big Sexy. He should be here at some point. Hopefully he is okay. But we want to shout that brother out. And uh, let's just get it started here, shall we? Um, You know, we are I'm going to date this show because obviously the Corona thing is going on. Um, But. You know, we want to keep our hopes up. You know, I don't know if some of y'all are church going folks or were raised in the church, whatever church that was. But I wanted to play a little selection uh, that I know would make some of my older elder people happy out there. And boy, Q is really coming through on that outside air noise. But I'll take care of that. But uh, hold on one second. Let's play a little something for all the people uh, in the pews. Amen. I felt the need to write this song about the problem we're having in our town. Listen. Hallelujah. Don't let the corona get on ya. Mm-hmm. Don't let the corona <laughs> get on ya. Uh-huh. You gotta do the best you can. Make sure you wash your hands. And then don't let Corona get on ya. Starlight echoes, help me say, say don't, don't yes, don't let Corona get on ya. Yeah. I said don't, don't let Corona 
on it, Corona, get on ya. Well, you gotta do the best you can. Make me sure you wash your hands. Sure, I don't let Corona get on ya. Now listen at this here. I may not work for the government. That's right. I may not have a doctor's degree. But this here is common sense. When well. you cough and when you sneeze, cover your mouth and put it in your sleeve. That will help the rest of us from catching the corona disease. Oh, don't yeah. Don't let corona get on you. It's a serious thing, y'all. Don't let corona shake your Gina. Get on you. Well, the best you can, yeah. Watch your head. Watch your and don't let the All right, y'all. Yes, Hallelujah. All right. Just wanted to get the spirits going. Man, woo. Did you feel the spirit? If you, y'all, y'all don't feel that? Ah, oh, man, y'all. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just like, okay, Pastor, <laughs> when you going to ask for the ties? Oh, that's coming. I had a dollar ready. <laughs> Amen. Saints, man of God. You know. So well, anyway, don't let the corona get up on you. Mike on his Migos doing the little ad-libs in the background. <laughs> hey, man. I'm feeling the spirit. You know now saying? see, see this is this is this between you and Diddy. See, Diddy would have got Gracie up on the track to get some royalties. But look at you, you just, you want all the money. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Amen. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. So keeping the corona thing, and speaking of corona, here I want to play another clip. Let me get all these clips out of the way. Um, you know, we talked about on the last show. Uh, I thought that you know one of the things that's going to be the issue is not necessarily the virus, which of course it is, but us as human beings. You know, our reactions to this thing. Uh, what do we do? Um, are we following instructions? Are we making it worse? Are we making it better? Um, and I wanted to play this little clip and, and I'm going to pray again. I want to pray for our younger generation out here. I understand you want to have fun. Uh, you know, you want to experience things, but a little common sense is needed and want to play a certain mindset. Not everybody. So don't get triggered, but just a, a certain mindset that's out there for some people. So I want to play a little bit of that. If I get Corona, I get Corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it. It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Doing us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty. We need to address that. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago and it was kind of up in the air if we still go. But like we're here, I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party. So it's kind of disappointing, but we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot. So we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. Oh my God. I mean, it sucks, but we're going to make the best of it. We're enjoying ourselves. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're going to enjoy right. ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. 
Turn up. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. Mm. When stuff closes, we're going to do it when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best trip we can. Wow, wow, wow. Like, we met some people are are Uber. Um, uh, like, oh my God, did you see her butt, Becky? <laughs> Listen, maybe getting in large groups and drinking and partying at a time like this might not be the best course of action. Now, some of the consequences of this, and it sort of alluded to this last show as well, where, you know, people are going to be out there partying, want to do their thing, and you're going to have law enforcement is going to get involved. And, you know, this is, uh, somebody's got their speakers up or something, but this is a really a, a call to my young brothers and sisters out there. I'm going to get tribal for a second. Now, you may see the rest of the spring breakers out there having a good time. Y'all having a ball party. Well, young ladies say, turn up. But always remember, this is not a fair world. You see they had video footage of a beach full of mostly Caucasian people, kids, partying, having a good time while the rest of the world is entrenched in pandemic. And, you know, they usually, they kind of kept that out of the news a little bit. That wasn't really being pumped up too much. But I was saying to myself, let that have been Freak Nick or one of these, or that was an Essence Fest or something. That would have been news number one. And they would have had law enforcement out there and they would have ran through there and beaten people up. It would have been unfair. It would have been absurd. Civil rights and all that. But it's 2020. And we know they get down. There's a certain way to act when you see law enforcement. If you're black, may not be always fair, but it keep you from getting your head busted over, you know, keep you alive and keep you from getting hurt. Keep you getting in a situation where you might have to go to jail and get bailed out. And it's just a whole bunch. Who wants to go through that? And now we've seen there are videos. So the police are going hard on these black youth that was out here in Miami it, to the point where uh, the NAACP in Miami is demanding the resignation of the Miami police chief and city manager. Now, rightfully so, it is their organization speak up and fight for those kids and stuff. And I, I would agree with that. But my thing of it is this. This is how I look at it as a father. And I'm 50 years old. Your black ass shouldn't have been out there in the first place. You know this thing is going on right now. They say you don't want to be in large groups. This is how this thing can spread. You might be saying to yourself, well, I'm young. I, I might not be able to get it. Yeah, but you could carry it. And you might be carrying it back to your family, your grandmother, or whoever. And you should also know that the same rules don't always apply to you. And I would say you might want to fall on the side of caution instead of rolling the dice. And so there's video. You can see this video footage out there, these young men where the police officers come in. Of course, you know, they're going to be aggressive. The police, that's the most, they see you as, you know, the hunt is on and you're the prey. So they're already in that mode already. They're not going to laugh you off like they'll laugh Becky and then they, they're going to come at you with full force. That's in, in, ingrained in their mind. So you see the young man in this video, young brother, he laughing and just, oh, y'all doing too much. <laughs> that's not a game, young brother. That man got a weapon on the side of him 
and he ready to bust and a walk. They'll argue in the court of law. You could be dead. It's not a joke. So I'm thinking to say, man, y'all better heed, heed the words that are manifest. Don't be out there testing this. It's not fair. But first of all, you don't need to be out there laughing and joking and partying. Just go home and be safe and let this blow over. Let's sit this one out. How about that? Let's sit this one out. Let them be out there acting the fool and at the uh, on the beach and partying. We just living for the moment. Let them do that. <laughs> but you're probably not going to get the uh, pass to act a fool and live in the moment because they're coming at all times. And especially this just giving them a pass to say, well, you shouldn't have been there or, you know. So that's not why, why even gamble with that to do what party. Nigga, you can party anytime. It makes me remember, it reminds me, excuse me, of the, the Purge movie that I really liked. I think it was the last one uh, where they had my man Daniel. He played Daniel on the Easter Ray show. He's he a star. And they had that Purge night. And they had black folks out there partying. It was like, don't be like the movie. Shit is real. Just keep your ass in the house. But anyway, I, let me get off. Malcolm is getting off of his pedestal uh q are you back with us yeah and if you have to dump me i completely understand uh, yes you sound super far away unfortunately we can barely hear you i don't know if you can get closer to your mic uh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with y'all later okay sorry about that sorry about that ladies and gentlemen um aunt poo what's your take on all this stuff well you know part of me you know the conspiracy brothers out there it's like wait a minute how come they're doing this in my opinion cool feature on you know the white people was it in texas or was it miami where they were uh miami. all at the beach miami, miami all at the beach chilling and having a good time saying fuck the world we gonna get it in yolo you know they putting out that video i mean um, you can say that, okay, it's really to show them being ignorant, but looking, looking at the clip and listening to the clip, I'm like, I don't see the negative slant. Now to me, I, and, and people with common sense be thinking like these goddamn fools, but how is it presented? It's not, to me, I didn't hear anything that presented it as these goddamn fools. How, and then you see how the black people are being treated, but Unfortunately, like you said, we all know the game. And on top of that, like right now, it's like a license to whip a nigga ass that's being out of pocket because it's literally life and death. And you, you know, want to be like uh, Tammy and Rick and Chad and them. It, it, it's not the time and testing what people are going to want to do when you know, people's fears are already uh, heightened because there's this virus that, you know, that's spreading and it's causing such a, um, a disruptance to everyday life. I think the last thing police want to do is have to deal with some knucklehead on the beach because, you know, he still want to party. So and then risking getting a virus, risking infecting their loved ones. Yeah, I can see them just thinking, okay, I'm just going to bust him upside his head and be done with it because I ain't trying to catch nothing. And I really don't want to be out here dealing with some stupid ass, don't want to listen, hard-headed negra. So, you know, as much as I want to be on code, uh, I can't co-sign this. Can't co-sign it. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, I mean, it's already, they don't, 
I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not saying all police and be, let me be clear, uh, but there are a few of them <laughs> who don't value your life anyway. So why put yourself in this situation? And that, and that maybe that's just the youth thinking, right? But I'm just saying we, as older people, we need to be able to tell you, Hey, pick your battles, man. This ain't one of them. Now this is just my opinion. Uh, Quentin, what, what is your take on this? Well, I have to agree with uh, practically everything you gentlemen have said. And this is a, um, a message to the youth. We've all been young. We've all had that moment in our life where we thought tomorrow was, will not come. We need to get out there and party and everything. But like Michael Dean said, just sit this one out. And if anything, we're in the best time for something like this to happen. Hold, hear me out for a second. We have Twitch. We have Instagram. We have Zoom. We have so many ways to connect with each other via a little device in your hand. If you want anything, you can just massage your phone and it'll be at your door in practically a moment. Kids, tomorrow's going to come. Don't party today. Save. Don't waste your time. It's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought you were about to go somewhere else with that video thing, but I, but I, but I, I love where you went with it. But I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll get I mean, on that one later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want, <laughs> if you want attention and stuff, you can still get your attention. You know, shout out to uh, Boot, Bootsy, Boosie, the rapper oh, Boosie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I don't yes. know what. First of all, I don't know how his account doesn't get deleted, but uh, I just saw some clips. And I think, what was he? He was like asking women to show was, their body parts or something. Yeah, he was cash apping $25. He went on, he went on his uh, live. I don't know if it was TikTok or IG live saying that, you know, he's bored and I'm going to send women money that's going to, you know, give him a show. Wow. And he was cash apping like 25, 100 bucks. And women were joining him on live and they were, they were showing everything. That's crazy. That's crazy. That, that's that's twenty twenty. This is the. I don't know if the technology was meant for this, but uh, yeah. Well, if you listen to Snapchat versus Facebook, yeah, the technology was meant for it. At least Snapchat was. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, hey, they make these things, and how we use them is how we use them. Uh, twenty dollars to show body parts. One would say that is a low, but. Hey, if there's adults and they're consenting to it, who am I to jump in front of them getting their money? Um, but um, yeah, man, you know, this this uh, quarantine that's going on, there's a number of cities now who have enacted, uh, what do they call it? Stay at home sort of uh, recommendations. Yeah, right. self-quarantine. Self-quarantines. And I think you guys... Is it in the state of California or is it just the LA area or what's the thing they got going on? It's it's statewide now. Quinn can tell you better than I can apparently because I, I looked at it and had no idea the things that we were still able to do. Well, Quinn, right. yeah, go ahead. Sure. There's a common misconception that the state of California is on lockdown. That is incorrect. What we are is we've enacted a safer at home emergency order. And we can do things such as go to the grocery store, the convenience or even the warehouse store, the pharmacy to pick up medications and other healthcare needs. 
medical appointments because the doctor's offices are still open. We can even go to restaurants and get takeout or delivery or drive through. I saw one of my neighbors with a jack in the box bag just yesterday. We can visit our friends or family members for care and support. You can take that how you will. You can take a walk. You can ride your bike. You can jog. You can hike. You can be in nature for exercise. The only thing is you need to stay at least six feet between you and others. And if you don't, who's really going to say anything? Because there's no police out on the street enforcing this. You can walk your pets. You can take them to the veterinarian and you can help someone get some necessary supplies. Now, what they're saying we shouldn't do here in the city of L.A. is go to work unless we're providing essential services as defined by this order. We can we shouldn't be visiting friends and family if there's no urgent need. And we have to maintain at least six feet of distance from others when we go out, such as when you go to the grocery store, there will be a line outside of it to keep people. uh, We'll keep a certain amount of people in the store. And if uh, Anthony wants to jump in, he can remember the 1992 um, riots here in Los Angeles where certain stores had a limit of how many people could enter at a time. Uh, We can also go to, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to go to hospitals and nursing homes or skilled nursing facilities at all. So let those visits be electronic via, what's that, uh, Instagram or Maybe uh, what's that called? FaceTime or whatnot. But we're not on lockdown. You can still go outside. The sun is still shining and you can get out there and enjoy your life. Some places are going to be closed and that's to be expected. This is the best time to enjoy that home that you work so hard for. Now, what I, I mean, I like to I like to think that I'm a relatively educated person, very smart, got a uh, second higher education degree. And I feel like when we got when the news came across that they were instituting this safer at home order um i didn't, i'm not going to say i panicked but what i did come to was like oh my god other people going to panic i probably need to go out now it was like eight o'clock on Thursday and try to see what I can get before the store closes because I feel I felt Friday was going to be a madhouse. So my dumb ass, I got dressed, hopped into my car, pressed the press to start. My car wouldn't start. So I was like, ah, shoot, that's right. They told me my battery need to get changed. I need to do it sooner than later. I'm sitting in the car panicking like, oh, shit, I got to get this taken care of today because everything's going to be locked down. I can't be stuck in a pandemic without a car. So I ended up going, take Uber into AutoZone, buying a bat, and I found that they were still open, and I was, and they were telling me I need to exchange my battery. I was like, well, when the hell am I gonna get a chance to exchange it? Everything gonna be closed. And the guy just looked at me like, nigga, you stupid or something? He's like, we gonna be open tomorrow, but they said non-essential. He's and he's like, yeah, we're not, I and mean, we're essential. You need to fix your car if something goes wrong, right? And I'm looking like, god damn, I'm. Guess I'm not the brightest person, am I? But yeah, um, you know, I've been I, I've been low key panicking, you know, as far as what are we going to be able to give? What if this happened? What does that happen? And then, you know, finding out Friday, I'm driving around going. I had to go to three stores to get everything that I needed, which is better than the eight stores I went to the week before. But things are not that bad. Most of the stores have a good, decent supply. I still can't get a supply of good toilet paper, but they have toilet paper. Um, I, I can't get a 35-pack of water bottles. I can get a 8-pack of water bottles, but 
Uh, if you look, if you are willing to keep looking, you can find some wipes somewhere. You can find some alcohol, but it's not that bad. And I'm, and I, I say that and watch things get worse, but it's, it's livable. Yeah. And it's, it, I find, uh, interesting is this, the essential businesses, you know, places that can stay open. And I, I saw that there was this, uh, controversy online about the GameStop stores, <laughs> You know, and these are the stores who sell video games. And apparently GameStop was telling their employees that they're going to stay open. They are an essential business to people's well-being. And I first heard that. I thought this was a joke at first, but they're dead ass serious. Like they were and there's somebody had actually um, snuck onto a company wide conference call with, you know, the store managers and everybody. And he posted this on uh, YouTube. And sure enough, you hear store managers questioning, like, you know, the regional guy who's ever ahead of all the stores, like, well, what do we do when the cops come and want us to shut down? Um, and, you know, he was basically, they, they said, well, we're sending you guys this paper PDF that you can print out. <laughs> and you, you hand that to the police officers. <laughs> And I was just like, <laughs> this shit is crazy. We're talking, about, we're talking about video games. Like, huh? And so many people were like, well, what if somebody gets sick? And, and then there's another thing where, you know, they take in trades. So they're taking in, you know, people's old ass sweat drenched controllers <laughs> and all this mm, other nastiness. Yeah. And they're like, are there things that we shouldn't take back? And, his, and the guy, you can hear him, he said, the only reason you wouldn't take it is if you think we can't sell it. But we're going to clean it anyway. <laughs> and I was like, they are so on, another, this is a business one-on-one. God damn. And wow. so, you know, so once this got online, of course, you know, all of the YouTubers, the gamer community, they were going in on GameStop. Um, and so I know the heat was going hard. And I think there was even, you know, certain employees are starting to protest. But then I believe uh, when the governor of California said, Hey, we're going to start locking stuff down. Then they announced that they would shut down the California stores. But, but other, beside that, they were ready to just like, you know, they were like, Hey, our stores are essential to people's way of life. Uh, I asked the question, and Pooh, you work in the video game industry. Do you think that, I don't know how much you can comment on that or not. Let me say that. Uh, but you think that they're an essential business? Hell no. Hell no. And to me, just listening to this, this feels like, okay, if we shut down, um, our potential customers will find other ways to get their game in. And then um, the video game publishers, the video game console makers can say, well, shoot, we don't need you. We can just sell direct to customers. We don't need you. We, we, we've, because of the coronavirus, we've shown that um, we can take the, literally take the middleman out of the uh, equation and get our money. So that's why they're just, they're thinking survival because again, the, the industry is shifting and they need to get on board and they, they're finding out that they're becoming the dying industry. But to say that they're essential, that's bullshit. Because first of all, the majority of Americans have cell phones where they can download games if they want. It might not be as extensive as uh, God of War or um, whatever new game just came out, D uh, Doom. 
but they can find means of entertainment. And, and all those games are available. Consoles. All those games are available digitally on Xbox or right. PlayStation exactly. on the box. Yep. So they don't have to go to the store for that anyway. That's it's just their play. They just if they, if they shut down, they feel like they might not get the consumers back because they'll figure out we could do it this way. Yeah, I mean, I was like, are they trying to stay open because Doom comes out Friday? <laughs> like, is that what you're putting people at risk for? Is that serious? Like. You got to remember the end of the f- business fiscal year is uh, next uh, t- uh, a week from Tuesday. So they're trying to make sure they get everything mm. in this fiscal year because, you know, stocks and with dividends and all that. You know, like just like, oh, boy, they say, hey, we need to delay Justice League. Nah, nah, nah. We need to get this in because they're looking at that bonus. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, when asked, uh, you know, what would they been what were they what were they going to do to help? their employees and keep things safe. Uh, they were saying they're providing all stores with necessary supply of disinfectant materials and hand sanitizers. <laughs> yeah, GameStop has been on fumes for a little, I want to say over a year now. They've yeah. been slowly but surely declining as far as their sales are concerned and just their overall retail space. It's a, uh, I hate to admit it, but it's a, uh, it's an antique model. And what makes it worse is because I, I had recently read an article on Spirit Airlines and how their perception was people thought they were a trash airline and they went about changing it. It's like people keep thinking GameStop is trash for the way they behave and the way they go about their business. And then this is what you do to the employees in the middle of a pandemic where people are dying. Come on, man. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, money hungry. By any means necessary, business tactics. <laughs> like, damn, they're damn, they're health. I mean, we got to get these sales up. Um, but yeah, and so with that said, they have agreed to close the California stores, and they're not paying their employees any sort of wages or anything. Yon 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 yon. That's a well, that's a cold move. They first they was going to tell you, you going to work, we staying open. Damn that. Here's some hand sanitizers. And then when it's time to close, yon yon. <laughs> and, and, and what's making it worse is like some of the jobs, they're fighting unemployment. And, you know, really? I, I get, yeah, I get it to an extent. You know, they're hardship. We're like, we're close. So we're not making any revenue. But I'm like, wouldn't paying unemployment be cheaper than paying payroll? So, I'm, I'm and I, I believe most unemployment benefits are far less than what you are doing a, a, four, a full forty-hour work week. So that's just kind of messed up. And I'm sure they have to have some type of insurance to cover this situation. Yeah, I'd be curious what businesses this is. It's that's pretty pretty wild. Um, and I know it's hitting a lot of people. I, you know, cause I just through my work, I was talking to one of my guys. He manages. Uh, one of the Hiltons here uh, in Seattle and just man decimated, you know, had to lay people off and uh, shorten hours. And, you know, it's just a sad thing for everybody involved. You know, it's people that depend on these jobs and, you know, things are happening, but, you know, hopefully this thing doesn't last too long. And hopefully, you know, I know we talk about it in clown too, but hopefully, you know, the, the checks or whatever this program they're going to have for people uh, will help people, uh, just to get through uh, these these couple weeks, hopefully, or whatever, a month. Uh, and that would be some sort of help. You know, will it cover all bills? I don't know about that. But does it help? 
I would imagine you, somebody said, here, yo, Mike, here's $500. It ain't going to cover your rent. But would I, would that help? Hell yeah. Like I, I'd rather have that than have a zero, <laughs> it, it, you know, you put it toward the pot. So at least gives a little something. So hopefully they come through with something for these people that don't have other means of income or, you know, whatever the situation is, everybody's in a different situation. Um, one good news. I see something here just came across uh, salute to Rihanna. Uh, says Rihanna donates 5 million to the coronavirus relief through the Clara, uh, Lino Foundation. I don't know if that's her company or something. But yeah, she's donating $5 million. It's coming through TMZ. Says the money, the cash is going to be used to support food banks in at risk communities across the U.S. and to assist in coronavirus testing uh, and medical care uh, in countries like Haiti. Um, so, hey, man, $5 million is that's a that's that's dope. Like putting up some money. Uh, and helping out. And I think that's something we all should be trying to do. And, you know, I'm not going to be putting $5 million up, but shit, maybe whatever we can do or, or our time, you know, this is the time where we're supposed to come together and help each other out and look out for people. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, salute to you. Apparently, unless you're uh, uh, an independent wrestler, and what I'm referencing is, is that uh, uh, this one wrestler named Evo Uno, he put up a you know a really compassionate uh, a tweet saying you know hey you know our independent wrestlers they're struggling out there so if you can um, you know share their content or buy some merchandise or become a Patreon member it'll really help them out because not everybody has a safety net. Well, this WWE wrestler, Braun Strowman, he he decides, oh, here they go with the handout because I'm poor and because I can't get a good job. Like, if you're broke now, then maybe you need to change jobs instead of asking people to pay your bills. And I'm just and everybody just looking at him like, what the fuck? Like, dude, he didn't he didn't say that. And that's the message that you want to put out. Yo, get off your pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stop being uh, stop being broke doing the job you love. Just crazy. Who was this again? Um, WWE wrestler Braun Strowman. So he responded to another wrestler saying that, hey, independent wrestlers out there. Because, you know, all these independent shows are shut down because you can't have gatherings of over 50 people in most uh, areas. So, like, the wrestling shows are done. So, like, a number of the independent wrestlers that are at WWE... You know, they're like, damn, where's my next check going to come from? Because we don't know when the next show is going to get booked. So this person was saying like, hey, here's a way if you if you if you want to help, here's a way you can help these independent wrestlers. And then this WWE wrestler who has who's on a contract with easily a half a million dollar downside guarantee. So even though he ain't working, he's getting half a million dollars. That I mean, a check every two weeks. He's pretty much saying that yo everybody got their hand out go out and work if you, if you ain't got money and you wrestling maybe you need to stop being a wrestler it's just everybody's looking at him like damn that's kind of cold hearted thing to say yeah I mean I, I don't even see why he would waste his time even making the comment let the other right. man do what he do <laughs> you know exactly I, I would stay out of other people's pockets in terms of telling them how to get money but you know Sound like he got some other issues going on uh, and he trying to, to, to get off. But I will say uh, there are some job opportunities popping off. Um, one of, yeah. See, well, I know locally uh, the grocery stores, because they are getting so much mm. business, they don't have a lot of enough people to, to meet the demand. So they are hiring mm. some places, hiring on the spot. 
uh, to come and work at these grocery stores. But I do see, uh, since Amazon, a couple things, Amazon temporarily raises overtime pay for the warehouse workers. Um, and so the temporary pay hike could ensure that more workers agree to work overtime or at least offer a con- consolation if they feel they have little choice but to stay longer. Uh, and this comes off the news that Amazon plans to hire an additional 100,000 workers and raise the pay base by $2 through April. So I'd imagine since most of these stores are closed or people don't want to leave the house, they are ordering through Amazon. And so that means all the people who are already work there are probably getting hit like Christmas level of work, you know, coming through there. And so you got to imagine all those people that are, you know, packing your boxes up for you, the items you're ordering, uh, putting me on the truck or all those independent contractors who are using their cars to you know pull up to the warehouse and load up all your packages and then they drive around delivering them. Um, there's a lot going on with that. Uh, so that's dope that they're, you know, saying, Hey, we're going to hire more people. Um, and I, hey Mike, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. I have a question. Like you said, they're going to hire more people mm-hmm. and they're in these warehouse. I mean, just me outside looking in, I think you work, work there in some capacity. Wouldn't isn't that kind of a dangerous place to be working? Well, that's why I was going to go. There's probably a lot of lot going on in the warehouse in terms of safety and you know how we keep this clean. Or if somebody's here sick, you know I don't know what procedures they got going on. I know that normally they're very thorough about that type of stuff, but I can imagine it's a. Mm. I was going to say, I would shout out to those people that are working there because I know from experience a lot of them that's just the only job they got and it's a very hard demanding physical job Uh, so I can only imagine you know doing that already you sort of on a heightened level and then having to deal with you know is somebody going to come in to work sick or how are they addressing that so I, I like I said I salute them for working you know and I always feel like to me, for Amazon, those guys are the backbone of that company. Like, they're the ones actually putting in the hard work in terms of physical labor, 10-hour or more shifts, you know, very monotonous job. You're not falling out of control. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough job. Uh, so when we order and stuff, we don't think about that. You know, somebody is putting that shit in that box. Uh, you know, they're in there 24 hours a day. So at least they are thinking about them in some capacity and trying to get it go. Cause if they all walk, that shit is, they, they shut down, <laughs> you know, inside unless from some of their other stuff that they do. But yeah, that's a big thing. I think Quentin, you were going to jump in. Yeah. Oh, to piggyback on that. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, to piggyback on that, Mike, I'm reading a <laughs> CNN business article that came out yesterday. It turns out Walmart, Dollar Tree and 7-Eleven want to hire nearly 200,000 workers mm. during this pandemic. That's okay. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, and as far as the um, preventive measures, I know in some parts of South Korea and China, there's a temperature reader that someone stands at the door before you enter a restaurant or even work, and they'll check your temperature to see if you have any symptoms. So that's something that could be implemented. Hmm. Okay. That, that would be Because one of the main um, tells of the coronavirus or COVID-19, this current coronavirus, is a very high fever. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I was going to ask, did you say t- the warehouse is open 24 hours? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What the? Wow. I mean, I that, the website don't shut down. 
Just like the post office. <laughs> but I mean, I'm like, they don't shut down like, I don't know, 11 o'clock and then reopen this packing at six or, damn, 24 I mean, hours? The, like at the place that I was at at one time, there would probably be maybe an hour gap time, you know, because you got one shift leaving and the next night shift coming in. So you may have something like that. But I mean, the entire operation, yeah, that's a 24-hour Every Damn. day, you know, the every stuff you day. don't know or think about. Yeah, well, shit. Like I said, that that website don't shut down, and it's going, you know, all across worldwide. So, they what? I don't know if they ever if they have it. It would be very fascinating if there was like a documentary, and I don't know if it'd be a flattering or unflattering, but if they showed, you know, really what it when you click, click, you know, add to cart and then buy. What happens, you know, logistically, what happens? How do they get the products there? How does it get packed up? Who's, you know, all of that is a very fascinating. How does it come to your door? You know, uh, you'd see that there's a lot going in a day. on. Yeah, in Sometimes. a day. Yeah. And then, you, well, yeah, now it's so much different from when I was there because now you can order something and it'd be at your door in an hour or less or, you know, or, you know, two hours or something, which just boggles my mind. You know, think about how they have to have stuff in stock uh, and, and ready to go. And somebody's got to pick that up. It's just a crazy thing. But yeah, man, there's a lot of people that work there and there's a lot of people that are working hard. Not everybody's working in the offices and making the big, you know, seventy hundred thousand dollar paycheck. <laughs> you know, a lot of them are just regular Americans, man, all over the country working in these places. So, well, there was a documentary <laughs> For the British um, yes. wing of Amazon back in 2013 called Amazon, the truth behind the click. I remember that. It's yeah. not the most flattering, but it's out there. Yeah. And 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 you know what? They weren't lying. <laughs> and as I say, good or bad, I just think people should be able to see what goes on when we, you know, when we buy things. They don't just fall out of the sky. You know, these are people are, are working behind the scenes to get this happening. Um, but anyway... Yeah, um, suffice to say, there are some job opportunities out there. And the last, last thing I wanted to add to that, and some people might be, well, I ain't working in no, I ain't doing that type of job. Th that's cool, but see, listen, here's the thing. Some people are going to do those jobs, and I salute those people that ain't too proud to beg. I was like, listen, I'm going to get out here and get mine. You know, I don't care what nobody thinks. I got a family, or I, you know, I just want to get a little better off. They'll work them jobs. And so, and the thing is, man, the people that are willing to go and do that type of work, don't let them take all the jobs from you. I know some of my people, we get real proud and we ain't going to do this. Nigga. But listen, you know, you never know where you're going to be at or you might need some extra money or you might just shit. Let me go in here and get mine real quick. This ain't my career, but, you know, got to do what we got to do. Uh, but I salute salute those people who do have to you know hey i'm yeah that's work you know i'm gonna go in here and get that and, and one last thing i said one of the toughest people that i saw working in there was a lot of the older people man who i thought should be in their time of their life where they would kind of fall back a little bit there's a lot of older americans in these warehouses man getting it in you know while all these young dudes is calling out and calling out sick or you know uh lazy don't want to you know slow playing with it you know, we got to get our work ethic back on point, man. Uh, Cause that's to me, that's the backbone of this country, man, is the work. If we don't have the work ethic, man, 
we're gonna lose. Now I'm getting off into something else, and I'm so I'm gonna fall back off of that. But uh, and Pooh, you was gonna say something? Now I was just gonna mention as um, he was talking about you know South Korea and how how things are uh, how they're uh, monitoring and doing things over there. It's, <clears throat> it's making me feel a little. Um, hopeful that this won't last too long as you see china they've shut down some medical facilities that were uh uh put together so they can monitor um the, the potential i'm sorry they can monitor those that have been infected you see south korea is almost back to business um in my company we have offices in shanghai singapore and south korea and they're going back to work um already with no problem so i'm just hoping i understand that's a whole different country they got a whole different setup but it's making me feel hopeful that this isn't going to last too long in America. But I guess the difference is, is that they got better leadership and you got less people, less people out for themselves over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's definitely things that we can. And this might be a wake up call for some of us to see, man, what if we had a different sort of medical situation for people? Uh, Absolutely. Maybe this might be the thing that kind of gets people to say, you know, maybe we should relook, relook at some of these things we're doing. We'll I, I hope so, but unfortunately, people get are still so indoctrinated, indoctrinated, and so fearful and fear mongered about socialized mm-hmm. medicine and uh, government run medicine. But it just makes you think, like, okay, when the shit really hit the fan, like, and this really, I don't think that this really hit the fan because, as far as the death toll and how easily people can be dying from in their trance and it's uh, uh the transmission has been but it's pretty bad and the fact that people aren't looking at yeah we need to change this whole shit it's just making me shake my head and just sigh and like god what is it going to take what is it really going to take yeah, well, we're going to see, you know, this we could probably say we're probably just about now at a at a week into sort of a real sort of shutting things down. And I think what we're going to uh, really compare it to, we're going to compare this to the news cycle and our attention span. And so I'd be very curious to see where this thing is in shit, even two more weeks, because if you notice how the news thing usually works. There's always some other story that comes in and we'll be and forgot about some of the most heinous and crazy things that happened to us and beyond something else. You know, this, all of these shootings that we have, school shootings, this one has the most shooting. People got shot at this situation. Now oh, it's a tragedy. And next week it'd be on something else. Oh, Tyree said something. Oh, we on, we on that. Or, you know what I mean? So I'm curious to see what's going to happen when the attention span is so used to something else being the top of the, you know, news, are they still going to stay on this Corona thing? Or or are we as a people going to demand almost subconsciously demand that they start talking about something else? We're going to want to jump into something else and start to forget about this. Or are we going to be forced to stay at home and still the jobs are still going to be shut down? I'm curious to see what happens because it's only been about a week. I want to see two weeks out. I'm curious to see if the news cycle changes to something else. And do the people go along with it as they normally do? Or are we still going to be all at a heightened? What? They're going to put the toilet paper. They're restocking it. Let's get to the store this morning. Or is that, are we going to be on something else? I'm very curious. I, 
part of me thinks that this ain't going to last very long only because we could give a damn if there's mass people getting killed. We got to jump to something else. It's the same. If we don't stop America for children getting blown apart at schools and shootings at mall and they go right back to the sale the next week, I just don't see us really stopping America for this. But I could be proven wrong. And that's what I want to see. I'm curious to see because we have a capacity to brush a lot of shit off. Yeah, so so when you say, yeah, there's a hundred deaths, eh. How many people got killed last year from gun violence? <laughs> Y'all kept it moving. <laughs> Y'all want to talk about this next. So I want to see. We're going to see what happens. And I, not to mention yeah. America being a capitalistic society exactly. and a capitalistic nation. There are millions of dollars being lost daily right now. Advertisers are not going to stick on the backs of too much of this for too long. So we will have to wait and see. Yeah, that's a very great point. Yeah. Because everybody's on their kumbaya. We're going to, you know, okay, defer the payments here. And they're not going to be doing that for months. <laughs> so they're going to have, I just can see them. They're going to want to shift the narrative to something else. And let's get everybody back to work because we got to get our money and this country is, can't be sitting by too long with that. But, but we'll see, you know, they already, whether it's true or not, I can see when I had got in the car, was it yesterday morning? And I heard Trump was on there, was live. And he was talking about some possible vaccine. I came into it midway. So I didn't know. I was like, I was like, huh, already? Yeah, we're testing this. And, you know, uh, I was like, oh, they already kind of pushing that out to just kind of get you thinking like, yeah, well, we got a fix for it or it's not that bad. We'll get around, you know. So I can already see them sort of getting ready to sort of position it to some. Maybe they might be like, you know what, let's get them their payments. Let's get their money coming for the American people. Okay. They know they got money coming. Um, we've put the mortgages on hold. Nobody can be evicted. Yada, yada. Now go ahead and drop the hammer where we shut everything down for two months. They can't, they won't trip out because we've already cushioned it with something we're going to save you. We, we got money coming for you, so you're not going to lose nothing. They look at the stats of how many of the infections can go down during that period. Cool. That's over. Boom. And let's get them right back or right back to work. We, we've we've uh, cushioned them so they won't be rioting and acting a fool. And then we'll go back to business as usual. That, that, that's kind of how I be looking at it because I'm like, it would make sense that they wouldn't just announce a nationwide shutdown if they didn't have things in place to alleviate people's concerns. And that's why I said, let them, they're going to get the checks and all that ready. So we don't feel like you're going to be evicted and people don't start panicking and all of this stuff. So let's get that in order. That's why I think in Seattle, I think they're just waiting to get everything in order first and then come and say, okay, stay at home. <laughs> you're going to be fine. We're taking care of everything. It's just like we're talking to a child. Like, you don't pull the rug from underneath their feet unless you know I got you. I want you. I'm comforting. I'm gonna nurture you. You, you're safe. I, I got you. Go ahead and fall. I, I got you. I, you, you, and you know I got you. I've shown you that I got food on the table for you. Mommy's got your blanket, nice and warm for you. <laughs> got the cartoons on. Okay, you can't go nowhere. But mama, oh, oh yeah, I can sit on watch TV and eat. Oh okay. But that, that's how I see them setting things up. Now I'm an old cynical kind of guy, so I, I'll say some shit like that. 
But we'll see. We and see. this could be a preview on uh, how to introduce UBI, Universal Basic Income, mm. to the nation. Very well, could be a test for sure. It and and can I beat up on GameStop one more time? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So in, in December of 2007, GameStop's stops, um, stock price was $62.30 a share. Today, it is $3.76. Wow. Damn. So what you're telling me is I should buy some of that? Because no. we're going to have a holiday season. Your, well, unless you want to flush your money down the toilet because it's steadily declining. And with, mm. like we said earlier, with things being on demand, digital downloads, etc., this is a dinosaur of a model. Yeah. And I'm thinking Best Buy needs to watch out as well. Because if you go into a Best Buy, you don't really see video games on the shelf. You don't see CDs anymore. Mm-mm, barely see even movies at this point. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's story. They'll be the next one to, to fall down. There's and they're p- open right now. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, if, if anything, this is probably going to push things a little faster toward that non-retail for digital products and stuff. And then, you've, you know, you've got the one thing they did this week is they announced the, the specs for the new gaming consoles, right? Uh, Sony had their very weird virtual <laughs> uh, <laughs> press conference <laughs> with the uh, fake stand-in bodies. Uh, I didn't understand that. Uh, it looked kind of creepy, but they, you know, they went through their specs of their new system. And I think uh, the Xbox released their specs as well that people actually play games on the system. Excuse me. Um, and so those, those, those are coming by the end of this year. And I would imagine this would be even, you know, more so they're really pushing, you know, digital downloads so they don't need these stores. They definitely don't need GameStop. GameStop to me is only reason of being is that they would take somebody's used game and try to resell it to you. Other than that, there's really no need, to my opinion, to walk in there. There's no need to pre-order a goddamn thing. <laughs> would you pre? Would you pre-order if it's on you? If you got a console, just click the button. Yeah, but you gonna- get that. <laughs> you get that bonus. You get that bonus character or that skin or. Yeah, Whatever you get thing that you can the, buy you, later. Well, you get that on the game. You can get that through the through the system. I mean, mm-hmm. they ain't gonna not have enough for you to download. <laughs> They're gonna never sell out unless you want the special collect. I mean, if you're super geeked out and you want the box edition, but that's a handful of people. But yeah, man, that that stuff is over. Even I mean, as we see with these movies, it really testing the waters. Uh, uh, Disney went ahead and pulled the trigger and put their Pixar movie on stream, uh, well, video on demand this weekend, and then I think it's going to be on Disney Plus like in two weeks or something like that. Which uh, I applaud them for that. I, I imagine they're losing some money, but might as well get in front of it and get what money you can off of it. The right. theaters ain't going to reopen for now. And um, I'm going to say it again. I don't see why don't they just jump. Why don't they just dump New Mutants on Disney Plus? I'm I'm Hulu already. They might. We never know. If this thing lasts enough, I'm sure they might. Con- I'm sure they're probably considering it. Uh, and I, you know, I see the rumblings that they, whether it's true in uh, DC or, or Warner Brothers, considering putting uh, Wonder Woman uh, video demand. Okay, I would say 
in my in my opinion, if they don't have the infrastructure, that would be foolish. Because that didn't the the first one do a billion dollars? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know about that one, but you know times change and, and it's been almost for three years, so they might want to get it out and you know they have HBO Max premiere and it'd be a good way to get subscriptions, but. I don't know what their business model is with uh with their revenue take home would be going to theaters versus putting it on HBO Max. I wonder if the thing to me is now that I think about it, <clears throat> what they instead could do is maybe sell it to Netflix or Amazon. I'm sure mm-hmm. they'd be, I mean, if you say, yeah, give us 300 million, they might say it's worth it to them. Oh, I'm sure they would. I, I yeah, if you want to sell it off, and I, I would say, well, you know, I mean, like sell the rights. Like, okay, <laughs> I got you. We'll give give me three hundred million. You can have it for a year, and they'd be like, shoot, yeah, uh, Netflix next week. Wonder Woman. It, hey, it certainly could be a possibility uh, for sure. Uh, you know, obviously they're trying to build their own system that's come or you know streaming service. So I don't know if that would make sense well, per se. But well, the only reason I say that as opposed to putting on HBO Max is I don't know what the startup cost was that is, as well as right. even if they do put it on there, how many people will subscribe if they'll get the money off of Wonder Woman compared sure. to selling it outright for three or four hundred million to Netflix or Amazon or even Apple. Who got the money? Right. No, I, I agree. I think they would. I think it would be more beneficial for them not to to do that per se, but I would just put it on all of the video on demand services that and it's for sale. You know, so just charge nineteen ninety nine, and it's on any, it's on Apple, it's on Voodoo, it's on Google, whatever it is. You open it up, so let it play wide to anybody who's got a thing, not necessarily anything who's locked into it. So I would do that for a, a couple of months or a month or something, and then have it debut the same day, you know, whenever they debut HBOX, and then it shifts over to that as an incentive to sign up. But I, but they could get their money by just making it an event. That every hey the movie comes out whatever this day is it's going to be on your favorite video on demand service 1999 they would debate would it be 1999 to rent it for three days or 1999 to buy it that would be a definitely a debate but they can get that 1999 regardless if they can get it you know I don't know two or three million people that want to sign up for that. Could be could be some money. Well, Fandango is doing something <laughs> called Fandango now. And right. There's three films they have in The Invincible Man, excuse me, The Invisible Man, Emma, and The Hunt. Each are $19.99. You can rent them, uh, yeah, 30 days to start and 48 hours to watch. So I guess Fandango's going to see what happens with this and uh, well, all, they could be all, the front runner. Yeah, all digital services have those three movies. They, they came out uh-huh. across the board. Yeah, they released them to all of them. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know is it is it smart? I, I'm curious to see how it does. Uh, these are movies that were previously in the theater, just come in video demand a little quicker, but they're 1999 rentals. Um, I know that Bloods, what's it called? Blood Spot or Blood? The Vin Diesel movie that just came out. Blood Bloodshot. Bloodshot is Bloodshot. coming next week, but they're gonna let you buy it for 1999, not just rent it. Oh. So I'd be very curious to see how that does for Sony versus you know people renting you can actually buy it for that price so and i haven't seen the movie i want to see it i'm gonna buy it only because i would have went to go see it anyway um and if it sucks it sucks i would have went and saw it i would have saw the movie so i i'm fine with that but 
I think there is a place for this business model where these movies can make money, you know, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Now is probably the perfect time to test it. Cause you, you have a captive audience in the house and looking for new things to entertain themselves. I know the, uh, sorry about that. I know the movie theaters are probably scared to fucking death. Yeah. It's a tough time for them. Definitely. You know, um, well, I think they're one of the companies that were really getting at the government for some assistance uh, as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Any, what else is. Um, oh, speaking of that, I know everybody's at home and shit, we got all this content that is at our disposal now more than ever. There's, there's actually too much to watch. But now that we can get at the crib, now, you, now I got time. Um, so. I was just wanted to see if there were any um, movies, TV shows, or whatever that you could maybe recommend for people. They should, you know, now they got the time to check it out. One thing that I wanted to recommend, I've recommended this before years ago, but uh, now I think it's even more fitting to watch it now, is the TV series Survivors. Uh, this is a BBC uh, program. It came out a few years ago. It's only two seasons, and and what it's about, it's about a pandemic flu that decimates the world <laughs> and you follow these people in their adventures, uh, you know, trying to survive. And it, it is, it, it was at the time, it was a really good show. It still is a very good show. Um, the only thing I will tell you about it is you're going to get so into it and it's going to get so good. The second season, it was the last season. And it sort of ends on a cliffhangerish type of thing. And you're going to be mad that you're not going to get to see what happens with that. But other than that, the ride of watching it is damn good. So um, I only place I can see that it's available at the particular moment is on Amazon. Amazon, you can certainly rent this or buy it. I'm not sure if it is on some of the other premium or other uh, streaming places. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I think I originally saw it on Netflix or something. This was years ago. But if you want to see something good, trust me, Survivors is is golden. Definitely check that out. Um, and then I'm going to go to the fellas. Well, other thing I, I was watching this morning, I haven't finished watching it. Uh, it's this movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg on Netflix. What, what is this movie called? Spencer uh, Confidential. Spencer Confidential. Now, I will say this. I'm only maybe halfway into it. And I'm already, I mean, I'm not saying this is a great movie. It is enjoyable enough for me. But there is a scene in this movie and the part that I've seen <laughs> where he is attacked by a dog. That's uh, Mr. Postman. Yeah, I was in it tears just went on laughing. forever. Yes. It was like, a, it was like, where's this movie? I just, it, it jumps, it, it's sort of billed as a comedy, I suppose, but it wasn't really funny until this point. And I was just was like, this shit is hilarious. Like, so, I mean, so far the movie is very, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a cop movie, actually. He plays. I, I'll set it up. He is a cop. It's a. It's actually a reboot of the TV show. It is. Yes, mm -hmm. based on the TV show Spencer Fryer. Oh, okay, I remember that. And yeah, and mm -hmm. remember the spinoff, A Man Called Hawk. 
Is that supposed to be the the, the black dude yep. that he's yep. hilarious? <laughs> I never watched those shows, but I know about them. Okay, it's like when I when I saw the trailer, I was just looking like Spencer Spencer. Then when the Hulk came in, I was like, oh shit, they're doing a a reboot of that. Okay, interesting. interesting. Well, yeah, at the beginning, he's just he's a Boston cop. Marky Mark is in Boston, and he ends up beating the shit out of like his commanding officer or something, and he goes to prison for five years. And so at the beginning of the movie, he gets out of prison, comes back to Boston. Uh, he is a felon, obviously. And the commanding officer that he had beat up is brutally murdered. And so uh, he's trying brutally. to yeah, he's trying Butchered. to investigate that situation. And that, that's all I've seen so far. And, and he's in, I don't know if he's in a halfway house or something, but his roommate is uh, the guy from... Uh, the Black Panther movie, Umbaku, Umbaku, Umbaku. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's that guy. So oh, there you go. But uh, did you have you guys got any recommendations or something you people should maybe can spend some time watching? I don't know if we'll get it. I'm if you don't ever finish our review of it, but forget Contagion, forget Outbreak, go watch The Flu. That yeah. will have you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. will have you scared as fuck. <laughs> it triggered that. I posted it on my uh, my work Slack channel because people were recommending. Hey, what should we watch? And they started saying Contagion Outbreak. I was like, Nah, nah, nah. Leave that. That's that's uh, elementary school. That's toddlers. Watch the flu. And people were triggered off of the fucking trailer. Oh my god, this is scary. Who would make a film like this? What the <laughs> hell is going on? I'm like, Oh lord, lord, lord. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully I enjoy it's like it's scary but it and it'll have you emotional. Um I saw uh the hunt uh oh, okay. the uh fire stick. I will say this just like Suicide Squad, where I think the first 30 minutes was so great, you're like, ah oh, shit, it's gonna be dope. And then it goes off a hill. That's this film. The first 30 minutes before they get on this train, you're just like, holy shit, what's going on? It's funny, the kills that are popping off. You when you see some of the uh the 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 hunted. These are, in my opinion, name actors, or have been you, you? They've been around on television, so you're like, okay, they're gonna be here to the, you know, and then stuff pops off. They get Drew Barrymore, and I'm like, whoa, okay, we, I'm in for something. And then it gets to this point, and I'm just like, okay, what the fuck is going on? I was like, okay, wow. So this is how this movie ends. I need my two hours back. You lucky I didn't pay for this shit, cause I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth seeing for the first 45 minutes. If you want to turn it off after that, I go ahead and and, uh, and uh, do that. Um, I also, I can't believe I did this, but I've been watching the old Police Academy movies. Wow. <laughs> you got time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got time. <laughs> I was just going through Netflix, like, what am I going to watch? And Police Academy, I was like, you know what? I used to like those movies. I still don't like the first one, but two, three, four, five, and six... I, they still crack me up. They still crack me up. I've never seen any of those movies, but I always remember the black guy for some reason. <laughs> Did the voices and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you only watch the first one just to get introduced to the characters. I don't recommend it. A lot of people like them. To me, I'm just like, nah. But the, the last five, absolutely watch yeah. it. They're funny to me. So there were six of those movies? or There's eight. God, I didn't, seven and eight. Oh, I'm wow. like, nah. But two through six, I love those. Did they ever try to bring that back? 
Like, I'm sure that probably somebody's trying to work on that. I I think the only issue is is that uh, you know nowadays Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, people ain't trying to uh, humanize and make comedy out of cops that they want to go well, see isn't that. There, was it like a, a Reno 9/11 or something? Or? Yeah, that was about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, okay. Uh, well, one last thing I did see. Um, I watched uh, Superman Red Sun. It's yes, an animated that was movie. great. Yeah, I mm-hmm. was. To me, that might be one of their better ones, if not one of the best ones I've seen. I thought that was really good, and I, I haven't read that book probably when it first first came out, so I kind of forgot a lot about it. Um, but it is the story essentially of Superman, but instead of him landing in America as a child, landing in Russia, and how that would play out. So it's a sort of alternate version of it. Well, I thought it was really good. It's definitely, you know, I would say it's not for kids, but uh, I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, Batman was savage uh, in this. I thought he was, I mean, he's always hardcore, but it was, I was like, wow, this is a different, different take. But I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I've watched the first 20 minutes of it. Superman said this line and it literally, I had to get up and that's right. That's right. Um, he, Lois Lane was talking to him and he was like, he said, well, how does America have the nerve to speak? You guys are built your entire empire off the backs of slavery. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, Superman. Woke Superman. Hashtag woke Superman. Comrade Superman. (laughs) There there you go. (laughs) And then the other line that had me dying was when he said, he's like, "Um, so I was like, why don't you give an interview? I know you don't, you want to talk to me? He's like, the press is the enemy of the people. I was like, oh, I know where you got that line from. Trump said that. It's a a bold movie to put out in today's climate, in my, to me, but. I thought it was really cool. I would love if they had the balls to do this as a live action. That would be that would be something else. <laughs> she, people would be in their feelings. <laughs> I think that that would probably be the time where they could get away with a black Superman. Interesting, interesting. Well, I always thought that they would someone would do just as this is an else world. If they did an else world where was Superman and he was he, he he came here during the Civil War time or something, and he was black. Like how that story would play out would be kind of interesting. But well, that'd be kind of like Icon, because isn't that when he landed? Uh, I, you know what? I can't the remember. Milestone character. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know he, he, uh, he, yeah, he was a slave. He went to the Civil War. He, oh, okay. And he's in the, in the modern times. He's a Republican on respectability politics. Interesting. I got to go back and read that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And th- that's right. She be- he became a superhero because. Uh, the the psychic I cannot remember her name told him you have all this power you should be doing oh, more for your right. people right I see now you got me going on such I remember that I was a fan of uh, what was it called Blood Syndicate mm. it was like the gangster I heard good things t- about it. I need to read that yeah but anyway now we're gonna we're gonna sidetrack here now we've gone down the road we're gonna come back to the movie stuff did you guys see the story that Marvel well the, these new uh, the new is it the new Warriors <laughs> Yes, the, the Marvels introducing these new characters. Why y'all laughing? For me, the names. The names. This is some wild stuff, man. Um, listen, I don't care enough because I wasn't buying the new Warriors to begin with. But the thing that jumped out, probably a lot of people, there are two characters uh, that they're introducing. One is called Snowflake. 
and safe space. And if you just see them visually, they got fluorescent colors and hair and stuff. But one of the core things about them or one of them is, you know, and I have nothing against if this is your lifestyle. I'm just talking about in terms of this. Uh, the character is non-binary. Is that what they said? Um, let me go back and find this. You're correct. Yeah. Uh, this is non-binary superheroes. One, they're African. I, I assume they're African-American. They're definitely dark-skinned. Um, I can get wanting to have like diversity and all of these types of things. I'm for that. But I do have to raise my hand here just for a second. And I only think this is the part that I, I question. The creators of these characters are white men, but they're creating black men and women characters who are non-binary and LGBT, that's fine. And their names, you know, Snowflake, Safe Space. First of all, it's corny. It's, it's all super corny. And I'm like, why, if you're going to be diverse, then wouldn't the real diversity be in the background of who's making the money and creating the narrative as opposed to just the same old white dudes again? getting to be the ones who are employed and creating this narrative and they're creating people of, I'm going to use the, the terms of people of color characters. That, how's that diverse? And these characters are, you know, I, I, you see what I'm saying with that? Like I would have rather would have some brothers and sisters or somebody, people of color in the background be the ones I'm sorry if you guys hear that, Legion. Be the ones that are creating these characters and so that they can really speak what these characters really go through. Like, are these cats going to really be able to get into, you know, so if they can get into all the LGBT uh, situations, are they going to be able to get into the African-American LGBT situations? Or are they just coming from it from two white guys? What they think, y'all, this is what we think. This is what we think about you. That's what I actually really had a problem. If there had been some black folks that create this word, do your live your truth. But these ain't these guys' truth. If 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 that's what this is supposed to be about, that's what kind of I was just like, man, go on with that, man. Like, you know, one of the creator dudes, he was talking about like he was uh, what did he say? He was intimidated by the older masculine characters that were in the New Mutants. Excuse me, the New Warriors. I was like, huh? They, because they was buff or they was super. That's what superheroes. Are. I mean, that, why you? So you again? Why can't he just say, you know, I'm gonna create some some white dudes, this LGBT non-binary safe space? Why can't they do that? So that's my questions to it. Would I be buying this? I, I wouldn't buy it. No way. I don't know who these are made for. The people that I know who read comics that go there week for week and be all into it, they ain't buying this. This ain't even made for them. Uh, so I don't know if they're making this, they're trying to go for a different audience that don't buy these books, no way. And if anything, they'd buy it for what? The first issue just because it's a novelty? They ain't going to be coming week for week, spending no $4 for 23 pages. Stop. 
they they wouldn't. Why would they? So I, I question why they're doing this. And so if you have, you're taking these names, I guess these, these so-called derogatory names and you're flipping them. Should we expect one where do, uh, characters called my niggas? Damn. <laughs> Wouldn't okay. that be the same thing? <laughs> we'll take, we're going to take it back, y'all. Put, flip it and use it as a term of endearment. And then he'd be, see, that's what, then I would be, I'm a, this is what I'm applaud them if they do. Marvel, listen. So salute to you for this. Now do the same thing and have some black creators create some white characters that are non, mm. non-binary and have one of the characters called my nigga. Then I'll clap for you. Then I'll buy, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> And see all hell break loose when that come out. But anyway, that's just my bullshit. Uh, Quentin, man, you going? Are you uh, pre-ordering these? Uh, no, and I'm not the comic reader uh, that you guys are. And I'm taking a look at the characters now. And I'm going to play devil's advocate. They're not necessarily black or African American. They're other. They're non-white, essentially. <laughs> true. And. True. Uh, yeah, so I'm thinking and taking a look at the other characters like uh, B Negative, who happens to be a vampire, but um, um, a living vampire at that. Trailblazer, who is a heavy set <laughs> woman of color. It's Lizzo, basically. Yeah. So what I'm assuming is that this particular creation was made to tap into an untapped market. And to go back to what you said regarding the. And, and why are these two in such a loving embrace? They're supposed to be twins. Anyway, but to, to go back into that uh, that you mentioned earlier regarding the creator feeling intimidated, this goes back into that whole toxic masculinity uh, theme that's getting tottered everywhere. Because the original characters from the New Mutants and New Warriors were big, strong, quote unquote, alpha males. Now this particular creator is trying to tap into a market that doesn't identify that with that. Uh, like a market that's never seen the inside of a gym or lifted a weight or understands what muscle tone is. Mm. So it's a cash grab. Hey. Hey, and it's an unfortunate <laughs> reality of where we are today. But uh, yeah, safe space. And what's the other one again? Uh, Snowflake. 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 Jesus. So forget about being negative and yes. trailblazer. Trailbla- trailblazer has a magic <laughs> backpack. Yes. Like, I, I, now, if that was door or something like that, I, okay. <laughs> but come on, man. See, here's, listen. And now the conspiracy brother. And say, hey. Uh, so you got these characters and they got my man Paperboy. I don't know what his character's name is going to be in internals. But y'all, you know, they're going to have these people of color characters uh, going to be frontline representing, you know, the LGBT community in, in, in the comics and the movies. And my only thing is just let's just make it fair to everybody. That's all I'm saying. Spread the love. Let's see them frontline in the movies as well, it, it, I just feel like that there's, there's there's prominent P 
people of color representation in that. Now they may say, well, we gave y'all Black Panther. Okay. Okay. But I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't know what Marvel's doing. Again, I don't have a problem with this per se. I just feel like it, it just, it's just too like on the nose or something. Like it's corny, like magic backpack. And the one character's name is Screen Time. And he, you know, his, his, he was exposed to his, his grandfather's experimental internet gas. And so now he's always online and connected to the internet. That shit is corny. Like the whole point of comics, like, there was creativity in creating these characters that last all this time. You really think screen time is going to be around 30 years from now? Snowflake? Uh, You're going to have the Marvel movie with Snowflake? <laughs> Stop it. Come on, Marvel. You're better than this. You, If you're going to do this, put some creativity into it. It doesn't have to be so like, oh yeah, screen time. How about um, trending or... Uh, Tweet boy or something. Tweet boy. <laughs> it just sounds like old guys coming up with this shit. They're not even a part of the real culture. They're just, ah, oh, uh, I'm surprised they don't have a character called Black Lives Matter. Like, oh, we can this nigga be Lives Matter. BLM. Yeah. BLM. BLM. Is Star or Star Comics still around? You can see how dated I am. The, I'm not even familiar with that one. Yeah. What's a Star Comics like a subsidiary of Marvel? Where like the Ewoks comic books were and Thundercats mm. and stuff like that. I, it probably was. I just didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Okay. I'm seeing maybe something like this could have been on Star if that's if that's accurate. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, just I'm just looking through some of the descriptions <clears throat> and reading through. It's just, it. I don't think it's for me. I don't feel like it's doing representation. I think to me, it's laughing at that. Um, going it, it, in it on does, it, so to it speak. does seem like it would be a spoof, but they're dead serious. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, be negative is the vampire. I'm like, okay, I get what you're doing. Then it's a goth kick. I'm like, oh, okay. So what you're doing is you are laughing at that culture. You're laughing at those people that that uh, dress and act that way. It's like, okay, I got it. And I mean, I. I, I just don't get what is their overall goal with this. And I sometimes I'm kind of, I'm of the opinion of say, okay, hey, here's this representation that's never been done before. But you make an excellent point. They don't have a someone from the LGBTQ community writing this. They don't have someone from the black community writing these characters. And I think that that's missing. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't know if those, those two guys that created this are or they may be in the LGBT community, but they certainly aren't of the, as Quentin said, the non-white community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so not to say that you always have to have a non-white person writing non-white characters, but I'm just saying if you, if the whole point of this obviously is be diverse, wouldn't they have that behind the scenes where it really matters? Like we can always be diverse singing and dancing on the front street, but where the money go? <laughs> They're basically taking diversity and monetizing it but the real people that's a part of it ain't gonna t- ain't gonna see no liquid dime from it so I, that's to me i was like eh, money grab you're just trying to get up on on this wave and you're doing it in the most obvious and corny way like i said where's black lives matter boy or uh you know don't touch my hair girl or something you know i'm just like eh. yeah star yeah. comics you- was 
it started back in 19, just to give some history, was back in 1984. They went defunct in 88, but their main characters were Spider-Ham, uh, <laughs> Top Dog, Wally the Wizard, Misty. No idea who these people are. Uh, they even did some of the Star Wars droids and Ewoks comics. So something like Eat Strawberry Shortcake, Thundercats, something kids. like this could have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's aimed at a particular demographic. In this case, it was children. So I'm not going to say anything, but maybe start up a separate comic line under Marvel or DC or whomever that's aimed towards a, sp- a particular demographic. Yeah. I mean, listen. These characters can and should exist in the Marvel universe. I, I have no problem with that. I'm just saying it has to be more authentic. This this just comes off too blatantly corny. It, this ain't it. I, I, I'll be shocked if they had these characters standing toe to toe with Captain America or side by side in the Avengers crossover. Like I I I, I want to see how much faith they really have in this <laughs> when they have the big crossover event. And they stand in toe to toe with Steve Rogers and Peter Parker and all that. Then I'll be like, okay, I guess they, for whatever reason, they all in. But and yeah, girl. This, this is not a this was not a good look tomorrow. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's corny. The character design is corny. Like why why does dudes why do they got to be in them colors? Just because they're LGBT don't mean they got to have the loud colors, right? Why that just seems like it's just so. Uh, it's a spoof, man. Like that don't mean everybody who's LGBT, they don't, they ain't out here all flaming and all this. They could be just as, I mean, look at shots fired. Look at Andrew Gilliam. He, he, he looked like <laughs> dressing <laughs> professional. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. wow. That's Golly. a transition for you. <laughs> real quick. You going you gonna hear it. You gonna real, hear it real quick. As, as, as I've said for myself, First of all, I salute his accomplishments. Young man doing big things. Unfortunately, this week we saw the pictures leak from that situation. And when you talk about it's not a good look, this will go down as one of the poster situations. When it, what does not a good look look like? You know, that picture of him, I just saw the one from the waist up. I couldn't dare look at the where he's knocked out naked. That's the worst. That's the worst look. That's going to be a hard one to to come off. You could come back from that, but that's just that's when you hit rock bottom. It doesn't get any worse than that. It's just like, damn, man, damn it, man. And I see some people. Oh, it was a setup. They set him up. Hey, I don't. You, let's just say you're right. He was set up. I'm going to tell you what they didn't do, though. They didn't force his ass to walk in that room. They didn't force his ass, as far as I know, to start drinking and possibly doing drugs. Now, I don't know if they forced him to take his clothes off or not, but you can get yourself into situations and then, yes, consequences could happen when you are at the the height and the level that he's in. You are a target. So could he have been set up or extortion? You better believe it, as my grandfather would say. But if we know that as civilians, 
and he don't know that as a politician and a top tier brother, then he got other issues. So I don't want to hear that he was set up. They got us set up from, from the birth. And if your older family members and they didn't explain the world to you, I don't know how you would ascend to that level. Well, I do know how he could ascend to that level because they're probably like, we know what you into. Well, we're going to give you a pass because we can use you and we'll take care of all that. We'll let you get down like that. We'll keep that out. That's why, he, that's why I believe he didn't get arrested. We'll protect you now. But when you, you know, will you be somebody want to extort you with him? Pro- probably so. But you don't have to watch how you move. Is this, so we're going to look at this as, like I said, as a cautionary tale. And man, you don't ever want to go out like that, man. Be careful. Think first. Don't let the thirst get you. You know that song, Oaktown 357. That song is a classic because it's true. Juicy got you crazy. Here's another example of Juicy got him crazy. He didn't think first. I want to get, I want to get, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. What if I get high and fall? These cats might try to blackmail me blackmail me so uh and Pooh, man any last things regarding the, 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 the pictures that surfaced did they set him up was he framed uh yeah he was set up and framed but nobody told him to take his ass there mm. if that was good but nah i jokes aside no i don't believe he was um we're in my i'm gonna speak for me i'm clowning him because bro man you freaking stupid you're a politician you're a pretty well known celebrity you got um probably a number of gigs you got potential opportunity you're married you got kids why the hell are you taking your raggedy ass to a hotel room getting allegedly just getting drunk but then being around people that are getting high off of meth and if we if we want to believe he's not doing it, okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's not doing any illicit, he's not doing any sexual activities. You're standing there while that's going on. How is any of this a good look? The same way I went in on Kevin Hart's dumbass being quote unquote set up by an old girl. Actually, it was his man's who set him up. But he was the dumb one who <laughs> right. took the bait. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you up, you up in the car kissing up a, up on another woman. You up in the hotel room banging another woman while another woman's in the room. My, meanwhile, your wife is pregnant at home, having I think this is second or third child with her. So the same way I'm, I'm clowning Andrew Gillum. What the hell are you doing? Why are you doing it? And it's hilarious to me because it's like, dude, this is the image that you're putting out there. And you in the background, uh, uh, on the on the uh, at le- at least he's watching Bussy getting broken. Whoa. At the worst, he's getting the Bussy broken. <sighs> and I like saying Bussy because Bussy is funny to me. So I'm gonna keep on saying it, and I'm gonna keep using it in this context. Andrew Gillum, uh, someone said that he's our next best hope for an Obama. 
Oh, I don't know Lord. why anybody would think that. Why anybody thought that? Especially when you got Kamala Harris out there, when you got Stacey Abrams out there, you got a number of other black politicians out there. He ain't the last. And thankfully, he won't be uh, the, the one because his decision-making process, the way he's making these decisions, the stuff that he's allowing himself to get into, the way that he's becoming the, sorry, all pun intended, butt of jokes behind this. Nah, we don't want that. And for a contrast, there was a picture of Barack Obama. It's a famous picture because people use it all the time, black and white, with a joint in his hand. All right. Yeah. He went past that. So certain kinds of diversity, if you are good, you can. He ain't no good. He's not to the level at all of a Barack Obama, least of all a Bill Clinton, because he ain't got the the complexion for the protection. So yeah. Hey, maybe he might want to be the next Rena dude. <laughs> Stop. What have, what would have happened if he had become the governor and they had this on him? Like, I think that it would have never came out, but a whole lot, a whole lot of policy changes and policy shifting would have been noticed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine yeah. if he had level of power. And because he is, uh, you know, a victim of his own desires, they got this on him and they gonna be like, yo, you're going to do what we say. Because you don't want this to drop. How many other you, it makes you wonder how many other people in power they have stuff like this on. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, like, when you a person's thought process, like, man, this is your get down. And I said, live your truth. Like. That's what you're into. That's what you're into. But the fact that you have to hide it. And so you, when you hide that and you are in a position, you are potentially giving somebody some power over you. That's leverage. So if, uh, imagine what could have been he been forced to do because of this. That's why I question, you know, we got to really. That's why to me, morality is just as important as a person's policies, because you don't mm -hmm. know how they can be swayed to do things because they don't have one and they want to protect an image more so than they want to protect their truth or whatever. And the other thing I would say is, if he was set up and all that, how come he ain't going to... He should sue him, right? If he was... Well, I, I was just in there to have yeah. drinks. They stripped me of my clothes and made me take this picture. That should be a hell of a lawsuit then, right? Yeah. It ain't going to happen. <clears throat> uh, Quinn. Yo. I... Well... <laughs> it's embarrassing out of all the things that he had going for him he should have known better when I was younger I made the mistake of ditching school with some friends of mine at least people I thought were my friends and when the truancy police came and picked us up took us to the station and they sent me home I'm sorry they drove me home in the back of the police car and when I got <laughs> To, to my house, my mom and dad were just standing there on the porch and they were shook. And I was afraid to get out the car. When I got <laughs> in the house, my mom wore my ass out. And it wasn't because of what had happened. I said, Mom, I just did school. She goes, That happens. You know, you're going to, but what you did to us was you embarrassed this family. And what Gillum did is sure, he lives his lifestyle. Live your truth, as Michael Dean would say. Be you. But the fact that he had to go off and get to this point and find 
and he was found in such a compromising and embarrassing position, this will never, never be lived down. So I feel sorry for his family and for anyone associated with him. Because now it is, what do you call that word? Uh, his respectability is just gone. And it's, yeah, I'm almost speechless about it because for someone who's so promising, he didn't have to do this. And if you're connected, you can get what you need. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Um, so let's say, so I think we all assume he's on a down low and he's potentially by. So with that being said, if he clearly, in my opinion, because we didn't know about it, he clearly is keeping that from the public eye. Why are you messing with someone who is known to be a rhythm guy? Like the circles that he goes in, the circle that Gillum has to be around, he probably just like we clowned Robert Kraft. What the hell are you doing to going to a regular rubbing, rugging, uh, rubbing tub? Just like we clown Snoop Dogg. Why the, of all the ch- chicks you going to uh, cheat on your wife with, allegedly, why are you going to cheat with uh, a clout chasing Instagram model? Just like with Kevin Hart. If you going to cheat on your wife who is pregnant, how are you, how is it a stranger? How is it your boy aren't coming with you. Okay, here you go. Everything's set up. Here's your NDA. She's going to keep her mouth shut, keep it all discreet. And I'm just looking at like Gillum, like I know you have to, you have to at this, at the the stage of the game that he's in, at the high level that he's in, he has to be able to get in contact with, okay, this is what I want. What's the most discreet way that I can get it? And he decided, I guess, rent a guy app. That's why we're clowning. Like, dude, you can do better. Well, didn't Eddie Murphy get caught with a street prostitute? Yes. Eddie Murphy got caught with a street prostitute in the 90s, which is a far different uh, uh, society than it is now, where there's much Mm -hmm. easier access. Yeah, of course, there was no no receipts per se or right, or right. No, no social media so I imagine if there was a black Twitter though when it happened yeah because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, we, I think to this day we don't ex- even know who that was Mm-mm. probably paid off yeah. yeah I was gonna say a part of it could be the excitement because they've been you know a person in power or a person who's connected is fed practically everything and they want to go off script and say you know right. what? I want to do it like a regular person like, I know it's a possibility. Like when Michael Jackson, may he rest in peace, had that grocery store set up so it looks so he could go experience going to the grocery store like anyone else. Remember that? No, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Nobody remembers that. Okay, he had a grocery yeah, he, store set up. Yeah, so he could. It would be like he was going to the store like a regular person because he couldn't. Wow. Let me find that. That's high. That's high. That's when you know you high level. Like, God damn. <laughs> I want a simulated grocery store. I want a simulated grocery store. <laughs> I want to stand in the aisle. But, um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, hopefully he's in rehab. And, you know, like I said, he, he can get the have the conversation with his wife and get get his family, you know, get that back on point. That's the most important thing. That's the second chance he needs to get. He don't need to be worried about how we feel about it. He need to be worried about how she feels about it situation. Hopefully he can get that squared yeah. away. Woo! And that's the last time I'm going to speak on 
Gillian, unless he does some Gail King <laughs> interview or something, he he you know it's coming. Goes on the Breakfast Club or somewhere, he just says, you know what, here's what happened. But I was, yes. oh, I was I was thinking, I remember uh, what was the actor? It was the white British actor? Uh, oh yeah, was, I know what you're talking the, about. The girl's name was something Brown. Yes, yes. They had they pumped him up. They Hugh, him. what was his name? <laughs> Hugh. Yeah, yeah, Hugh. What was his name? He was kind of a to me. He's like kind of goofy type of dude. I'm googling it now, but uh, that was a big Hugh one. Hugh Grant. That's Hugh right. Hugh Grant, and he he played that like it was funny, like you know. Because I remember they had they had his Divine mugs, Brown. Divine That's Brown. Right. Now see, Divine Brown was one of the original ones, but there was before social media. I don't know how she if she had any other opportunities popped off on that. But I remember seeing both of their she mug actually shots. appeared at a wrestling show. Really? Okay, so she got a little bad. Yeah. yeah, she was out here doing her thing. Yeah, that was the most prominent one that I remember back in the day. Like, they had that on National Enquirer, all of them. They, I had never heard of the dude until that, but it was like, yeah, damn, damn the black, black world. I mean, I ain't condone it, but damn, hilarious. I kind of understand. <laughs> you gonna do it? I'd like to see what it's like to be with a blackbird. Hilarious. <laughs> See, but here's the, here's the difference between him. Oh yeah, I'm looking at these these uh picks, these tale of two things. Wow. The thing is, is that he he like uh, Mark would say, he shut up, he read the room, and then he came out and owned it. It was like, Psh, I I just got caught and moved on, and we eventually we moved on. Yeah. yeah. And like of the course, shots. he was with a, another woman as opposed to you know obviously. Still somewhat taboo for people. I mean, we've seen, um, and I, I would imagine if this had happened later, he would probably still have a career. But like Tevin Campbell, you know, I think that was kind of the thing that sort of did his career in when his he had got arrested uh, for his See, situation. Just be honest, I never heard about that till you guys brought it up, and that's what in 2015 or 16. Okay, yeah, I, well, I was Tevin a fan Campbell. of him, and I just remember like. I remember when it happened. I, was, I remember like you never really saw him after that, you know. It's like, and he's a super talented. I was like, ah, it's unfortunate because it shouldn't matter one way or the other. But he was young, and he's black, and it, they, they, you know, the controversy of it. They were like, they probably was like, hey, we can't bill him as the squeaky clean, you know, young Michael or something. So move on to the next guy or whatever. But as was he caught with a guy? Yeah, I think it was undercover or something. It was undercover cop, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think but. the big thing is the betrayal. Uh, if these people were to, these famous people, just went out and lived their lives and did the things they wanted to do without all the smoke screens, maybe the public would be more accepting of it. I think that's the issue. I think that's a part. I think now you could do that. I don't know back then if it was as accepted though, True. to come True. out. Yeah. And then being a black R and B singer, that was super taboo back then. Uh, but I mean, today we have, you know, Frank Ocean is openly, you know, so there's no need to be a, a arrested for sneaking, you know, out, out, out with it. You know, that's, the, that's part of the selling of his uh, brand. Um, didn't George Michael uh, bounce back after his situation? Yeah, yeah. And that's an, and that's another one. I, I'm like, how did he bounce back? You, well, George Michael really going into park bathrooms, getting on the glory holes? What? I don't think people are too shocked about that. Uh, 
I was just like, <laughs> what are you? I was just like, what are you doing? Like, dude, you, is there a better way for you? Come on, man. Oh, like you say, like the, the thrill of it. Probably. <sighs> what, what is wow. that? Uh, my limited knowledge, that's what a glory, heel, a glory hole is all about. I don't think that's something that... Uh, so, like, dude, I, come on. Like, he wasn't clicked in with the... Uh, what was not Zack Snyder? Probably was, was clicked in, but that's Brian not Singer, that's what I mean. He ain't clicked in with well, them. He don't like little boys. He like, grown, he like grown men, Brian Singer. But I mean, I mean, in other sense of, you know, those type of events where they're having wild sex stuff going on. Well, yeah, but but come on. They, a, they were a little boys. Well, I, I don't mean that at all. I just meant the, the the sex stuff, the sex orgy stuff. Going to a park, yeah, you deserve to get clowned. Like, I just want to look at it like you fucking idiot. Like, why would you do this? But well, it's just like that. We're, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like poachers. Now, poachers, you know, they go out and they hunt animals for you know for money, but they also do it for the thrill. They're not gonna go onto a reserve and do the hunting there. They're gonna go off right. reserve and do it. Yeah, so at, it's the same yeah. mindset. I want to do something that's a little dangerous, etc. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the you know our brother from the from the hip hop culture? He got caught a couple times. Uh, Are you talking about Mr. C's? Mr. C's, Mr. C's yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, he still <laughs> and he took his L's on that, and people said, you know what, man, he part of the culture. That that's his style. He still, I, I think he's still uh, Hot ninety seven, or you know, what I mean, like. It is what it is. He got clown, you know, of course the code they gonna clown him a little bit, but that's uh, Mr. C. Most people are just clowning like you said, why you gotta do all that, bruh? Just go on and get down. You ain't got to but I mean that's that may be part of his thrill. It's like I, I want yeah. cats off the street. That's like walking up to a woman having a conversation, getting her number versus swiping right on an app. There you go. And I'm sure there's dudes I, I know that see something on Instagram or yeah, I want that. And I'm going to go ahead and cash app it, fly it in, smash and send them back home. They do that in Dubai all the time from what I heard. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. It flew out. So the game is still, it's just, you know, it's digital. But, you know, like all things, use some, some type of discretion or common sense. Know what you're getting yourself into. But with that said, and we're leaving it on that, we're going to get up out of here um it's a saturday it's a nice day out here uh quentin man thank you for coming on again i really appreciate oh, it thanks tell for people, having me yeah no problem tell people where they can find you online all right you can find me on instagram under q dot j that's q d o t j and if you put that into google you can find me practically everywhere including youtube and you, are you still doing your videos? Daily. Uh, it's been oh, over a year. Nice. It's 400 some odd videos every day. Wow. Working it like a yes, sir. Woo! Have you seen, what What sort of uh, response have you been getting? It's nice and it's a nice steady stream. I don't have the, the draw that I'd like just yet, but that'll come in time. I'm going to keep at it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Aunt Pooh, where can they find you? Yeah, I have to give him props. He's doing it every day. I, I see his videos. I listen to him. Make sure I like him on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, the only thing is, is that he has this nice, deep, I can't do his voice, mellow voice. And then he has these like serene images and you're just like, that ain't matching up. But I definitely, I get it. I get it. 
Um, right. You can find me on Twitter and Thank Instagram at, uh, at Pooh. And uh, you can find me on uh, TikTok now. I'm going to try to get my TikTok on. Master that before they the, the masters come to me and say master it. What is and TikTok? Well. Yeah, what is TikTok? On? TikTok is a new uh, is a newish uh, social media network where the thing is to um, that you mashing up music with video, and they have a ton of different filters. So a lot of times, um, like for the most part, there are a lot of different challenges. There's TikTok hack challenges. There's TikTok video challenges. TikTok dance challenges, and just overall, they have like a, a repository of uh, sound scenes and music that you can you know act out a video and then you know you find you go through you find your filter your video your audio filter and then you can act out something to try to match up to it it's taken off with the utes as they would say interesting i i, I was wondering what was different about this from the other ones but now that you explained it, it makes sense so it's like vine 2.0 <laughs> No, no, Vine didn't have like the the uh, the the filters and the audio that and the music mm-hmm. already in that you can put lay into your video. So that's what they're giving you. That's that's a two point It's, it's kind of like it's oh damn really yeah okay fine, fine. Anyway. <laughs> it's kind of like Loki like uh, uh, like uh, video editing in a in an app and now in a social uh, social network combined. And for me and for the, the the accounts that I manage, it doesn't make sense for me to use in it. But I'm like, I better learn it because I don't know if I'll be at EA forever. Probably not. And at the same token, they're going to probably come to me and be like, yo, what's our TikTok strategy? And I'll be like, funny you should mention it. And I already <laughs> have it. Nice. That's another thing to put in your wheelbarrow. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you are enjoying yourself listening to this and hope you're having a good time at home there's so many things listen to me this is a golden time to get your read on just your meditation just be at peace you even you don't have to go to work please some of us still gotta go to work so if you got time where you can sit at home and just be at peace take advantage of this ain't gonna last forever trust me on that trust me so be glad that you can take this time off I know oh, I'm getting frustrated by being around people. You better be happy being around your family because ain't going to be there forever. Kids going to grow up and be gone. Ain't going to want to hear from you. <laughs> so we're going to take advantage of this time. Like I said, get your read on. Uh, do some creating of your own or something. Just get your exercise on. There's so much you can do in the house, uh, please. So appreciate that. With that said... Work it like a job. We'll see you next time.